Hello everyone, welcome to Celtic Preacher Podcast 156. It's easy to take things personally and get offended, isn't it? And so often it's really got nothing to do with us. It's simply the way circumstances work out. It's not necessarily because we're right or we're wrong, we're good or we're bad. It's simply just as, but it's so easy to take everything personally. And then you start to doubt yourself. And this is the situation that we find John the Baptist in today. This might seem like a kind of a strange text this close to Christmas uh, because it's kind of a sad text in a way. You know, he's, this is, we find John in prison, uh, in, in Herod's dungeon, actually, and he starts to get second doubt. You know, he starts to wonder, second guess himself and doubt, and it's like, did I, did I point out the right one? Is Jesus who I think he is? Have I, have I made a mistake here? I'm, 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 I'm dying in this pr- prison. What did I do wrong? So, yeah, it seems like a strange sort of text around this season, but I don't know. You know, when you think about it, the reality is for many people that this isn't a particularly happy time of year, is it? I mean, you know, our movies tell us it's all, you know, cozy manger scenes and happy families and everybody's full of good cheer, but not necessarily. You know, lots of people have a lot of trouble with this time of year. It's a very busy, busy time for counselors. Yeah, very busy time for doctors and psychologists. Depression's at an all-time high, and I think it's partly because the culture tells us that we should be happy and we should have everything in order, and uh, when our lives don't match the Hallmark movies, we begin to doubt. Well, you know, if you're, if you're one of these people, for whatever reason, you can't get into the Christmas spirit, you know, um, let me tell you what the Christmas spirit really is. The Christmas spirit is simply, Emmanuel, God is with you. Nothing more and nothing less. Nothing more and nothing less. It's just simply the fact that no matter what you're going through, God's with you. God's with you. And that's a big deal. So when we get all tied up with other things like, um, you know, people want to find the perfect romance and it always happens in the movies at Christmas time. Well, being realistic, chances are, if you're looking for the perfect romance, you're probably not going to find it in a couple of weeks. Or if your family's been fighting for the entire year, chances are they're not, you know, it's going to carry on during the, the Christmas holidays, right? So, yeah, you don't want to set yourself up for a lot of uh, disappointment here. It's, uh, if everything's going well with the family, wonderful. 
If everything's going well with your spouse, your partner, great. That's a wonderful gift. It's, it's a beautiful thing. But if it's not, it's good. Now, Christmas is about the fact that we're not alone in anything, but God's with us. So in this passage, Jesus addresses disappointment and disillusionment because, this, you know, John is going through a hard time. And remember, I told you about John last week, and uh, he was, well, he's, he, was a, he was a special guy. Jesus said he was great, and Jesus never describes anyone as great, only cousin John the Baptist. So he was a special prophet, different, certainly, um, kind of a wild desert man, really, never cut his hair as a sign that he was totally dedicated to God, had no interest in money or clothes or food or a house, all the, all the creature comforts that are so important to us. John's like, no, I'm not, I have no interest in that. He lived in the desert. He ate desert food. Uh, remember, I mentioned that last week, the locusts and wild honey. And he preached, and he was quite the preachers. He is what we would call today the hellfire and brimstone kind of preacher. And people love to hear him. He was great at theater. People love to hear him. They, he didn't preach in a church. He was outdoors and he was direct. He spared no one's feelings and he was passionate. And they would, people would go out in their droves to the, to the desert to hear him. And they would say, and John would say things like, if there's anything in your life at all, any behavior, any attitude, any negativity, anything at all that it negatively affects your relationship with God, turn away from it now. Or God will cut you down like a tree that's worthless because you're not bearing any fruit. It's like, yeah. He was very, very straightforward. So when you left John's presence, it wasn't one of these preachers that you said, what was that about again? What was he saying there? What did he mean? No, you, you knew exactly. You knew exactly what John meant because basically it was, basically John is like, clean up your act, you know. You can't see God because you're, you're, you know, you're facing the wrong direction. Anyway, what happened was with John was he was very, very popular and uh, very outspoken, as I said, and he had no fear. And what happened was is that he used wicked King Herod as an example of how not to live. He basically used Herod as an example of a terrible man and an adulterer, which actually he was. he was. He was a terrible man. He was very violent, killed many, many members of his family. And yes, he was an adult. He certainly wasn't faithful, that's for sure. And, uh, and John would speak about this publicly, and it got to Herod's ears, and Herod had him arrested and put in his dungeon. And at this point in the story in Matthew 11, uh, John's been languishing in this dungeon for quite a while. So this outdoor, wild, passionate man is stuck in a dungeon. He has no idea 
when he will get out, actually he never did. Um, he has no idea what's going to happen and he has a lot of time to start to think. And having a lot of time to think when your life is not in the place that you would like it to be, it can be, can, ha can have a lot of problems, right? So he begins to doubt and he begins to second, second guess himself and he begins to lose confidence. So he's in the, he's in the dungeon and he, he starts to wonder, did I do the right thing? I mean, is Jesus who I said he was? I said that this man was the Messiah, God's anointed one. I said that this is the one that's gonna usher in God's kingdom, God's new way of living in the world. And here I am stuck here in this dungeon. I wonder, I wonder if I pointed to the wrong one. And there he is, he starts to lose confidence. And if he's praying for a release, it doesn't happen. All that's happening is, is that he's going into this sort of faith crisis. What if I put my trust in the wrong one? I mean, I, th I thought he had all the signs of being the promised one. Nothing's really changed that I can see. I mean, I'm stuck in this prison. He hasn't really judged the world and righted things the way I thought he would do it. So he says to his students, John says to his students, look, I want you to go and go, go to Jesus. Give him this message. I want you to tell him what's happened and I want you to ask him, are you the one or should we wait for somebody else? And so the students go to Jesus and they say, John's in the prison and he's wondering, are you the one or should we wait for another? And Jesus answered, he said, go tell John this. I'm going to give you the lines from the text. It's from Matthew 11. He says, go tell John this. Go tell John what you see and what you hear. And what you see is the blind receive their sight and the lame are walking and the lepers are cleansed and the deaf are hearing and the dead are raised and the poor have good news preached to them. Which really is sort of a picture of uh, transformation in the sense that all these people were broken in some way and then Jesus is coming along and they are being made whole or they're being mended in some way or healed in some way. So it's like this picture of transformation. Wherever Jesus goes, uh, there's this sort of trail of healing left behind him. And then he adds this line, which is a really important spiritual key here. He says, go tell John that, that go tell John about the healing that you see and also say, Blessed is anyone that takes no offense at me. It's like, don't take offense, John. It's like, don't, don't take everything personally. Why you're in this dungeon, it's, it's not all about you. It doesn't necessarily mean that you've done anything wrong at all. Don't take offense. Don't get offended. Don't start second guessing yourself. Don't start wondering, did I put my trust in the right one? 
Yeah, it's like we all have choices. When we are in Herod's dungeon, right? When we're in places we desperately don't want to be, whatever they are, whatever kind of, whether it's a state of mind or it's a, it's a physical state we're in or if it's in a job we hate or a relationship we hate, it doesn't matter what it is, right? We have a choice whether or not to get offended. How are we going to deal with this? We're going to get angry. We're going to be annoyed and live in that state constantly of anger. Well, yeah, we can. We can. We, we, we can allow life and circumstances and other people's attitudes and behaviors to deeply offend us and wound us. We can. But in a likewise manner, Jesus is saying, we can also... We can also get that way with God too in a way and think, you know what? It's not just people that are bothering me and I can't trust them and they're pulling me down. I don't even know if God's with me. I don't even know if God is really helping me or in this at all. It's like a faith crisis, right? Jesus is saying, yeah, don't take offense. It is so easy to take offense in regard to people. And and you can also take offense in regard to God. You know, it's it's one thing for people to start off. It's quite easy to start off your walk with Christ. So when you first, you know, make a decision, you know what, I'm I'm really going to, I'm going to dedicate my life to, I I want to live with God in my life. I want to dedicate myself as best I can. I really want to grow and learn in this area. And you start to follow. The the beginning is pretty easy and straightforward. I think what happens is, is that over the years, it gets much harder because you get a lot of knocks in life and then you start to wonder, so is God real? Is God still with me? So Jesus is saying here, yeah, look, look out for that because look what's happened to John here. He's getting all offended. He's taking everything personally. He's starting to doubt everything. Maybe it's me he's saying. So easy to take everything personally. And often it has nothing to do with us at all. Sometimes in our life, if, if someone hurts us or disappoints us greatly, we, we just withdraw, don't we? Or if someone doesn't live up to your expectations, you can just uh, move away from the relationship, end it, emotionally withdraw. We can actually do the same thing in our spiritual lives. We can do the same thing. Yeah, have you ever known someone who's been really, really uh, committed and passionate about their faith and a real, what we call a witness, which just means, you know, they're kind of walking the talk, you know? They're walking the talk. And then a few years later, it's like, no interest anymore. They've gone cold. That can happen when, when people take offense, when they take things personally. You know, if your circumstances don't change, if your prayers are not answered the way you wanted, 
you can actually move away from God. Jesus is saying, don't take offense. John, doesn't matter what happens. God's in control. God knows exactly what God is doing. Can you hold on to that and trust? Can you? See, that was going to be John's challenge. That was going to be John's challenge. Because he was never released from that dungeon. And, you know, that's a problem, right? Because you could say, well, how other people got freed, right? You know, if you know the New Testament at all and you go into the book of Acts, you could say, well, what about Paul and Silas? How come they got freed up from their dungeon? Well, I don't know why John wasn't. I don't know. Why are some people healed and some not? I don't know. Why do faithful people suffer? I don't know. John did as he was told. He didn't deserve to die in Herod's dungeon. Yeah, Jesus says, blessed are you when you don't take offense at me. Need to remember, no matter what happens, God's always on your side. Need to remember that when life is hard, that's not the time to withdraw. That's not the time to pull away. When, when life is hard, that's not a good time to isolate yourself from God. You know, when there's conflict in your house or when you're sick or when you're stressed about your work or, you know, whatever it is that's going on, <laughs> that's not the time to make big moves and say, I've had it with God, it's too hard. Jesus is saying to John, yeah, John, I'm the one. Your life isn't in vain. You did the right thing. So don't start to second guess yourself. Don't start to doubt it all now. You know, you've got to choose to trust. You've got to choose to trust again. And again, Jesus gives this impression here that we, we always have a choice in the matter how to deal with or cope with these sorts of unwelcome changes that come into our life. Because we're going to have, right, numerous unwelcome changes. So it's like, okay, well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Like for Cousin John, it's like Jesus is saying, don't start traveling down the path of self-doubt. Don't start questioning your every choices and how you've lived and what you've said. And that's not going to help anything, John. It's not going to help anything. Jesus is saying, you've been faithful. You've done the right thing. You carried out the task that you were called to do. You carried out the task. You didn't do anything wrong. So it's like when we're tempted to take offense, when we're tempted to take the blame or doubt ourself or second guess. Jesus is reminding us this age-old wisdom, really. No, 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 no. Don't take it all personally. It's not about you. It's not about you. This is what is about you, though. God's always on your side. Circumstances might be against you. People might under misunderstand you. But don't take offense. Yeah, so much of the time, it's really not all about you. 
yeah, just that's the heart cry, isn't it? It's like, God, help me to take my eyes off myself and help me to fix my eyes on you. I don't want to go down that path of self-doubt and wondering and no, just help me to help me to trust. Help me to trust and help me to keep looking to you. There's the prayer, there's the heart cry. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining me. You've been listening to Celtic Preacher. Join with me again next week for another episode.